0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spawn on Me podcast. This is episode 203, and I am one of your hosts, Cicero Holmes, a.k.a. Caesar, a.k.a. Stubby Stan, a.k.a. the Bruce Wayne of Bricago, a.k.a. the Baron of Bourbon. And I am here this week. Of diversity. The West Coast... Vixen, uh, I couldn't come up with a <laughs> wow. W for the, for that one. Uh, she's currently west coasting, uh, but she is the Midwest zone. Miss Tanya, the passive. I need diverse games. Tanya, how are you today? Happy New Year!
1: Happy New Year! I I'm a little wiped out because what should have been a direct flight turned into an adventure. So have uh, finally settled in the hotel room, have an adult beverage, and uh, yeah. It's gonna be early night. Uh
0: okay. Well, you know, you get your you get your planes, trains, and automobiles on. You gotta you know, you gotta make that happen. You gotta make that happen sometimes. That's you know, that's how yeah. life is. Um but uh he while while she is out there uh jet lagging, <laughs> my other my other brother Who is here today and not uh, skimping off and being sick is uh, is my Milwaukee Mayhem Maven. The one who makes math look good. The fro of all fro's. He is the buff daddy himself. Mr. Shreve Jackson of ShreveJackson.com. How are you today, sir?
2: Buff daddy. huh? That's a new one. That's a new one. Yes, sir. I'm not sure if Buff Daddy or Buff Diddy, or just Buffy. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
2: Like, because uh, if I'm gonna be named after Diddy, I I gotta have all these different names.
0: Yes, Sw- that's right. That's
2: Swag, I believe his name right. was for like a week. Right. Yes, um, and now
0: he's currently being called Brother Love.
2: <laughs> oh my God, did not even yeah. know that. <laughs> like, yes, Brother Love. Did not even know that. Thanks for the yes. thanks for the Puffy update. Uh, so yeah, no problem. I'm, I'm here. I'm here for your Puffy updates. I'm glad you're here for the Puffy update, man. I <laughs> appreciate it. I appreciate it. All right. Well,
0: uh, so as you can see, our fourth box, if you're watching on Twitch, and if you're not, why aren't you? Uh, usually is occupied by the dulcet tones of our great captain, uh, Mr. Khalif Adams. Uh, but if you listen to episode 202, thank you first and foremost. Um, but you heard he was disgusting. <laughs> I don't even <laughs> he was know. He wasn't
2: disgusting. I don't He's even a know under how. The he, weather. He,
0: yeah i don't know under the weather he was under the weather's weather um he, he was he sounded awful uh, <laughs> i love him to death uh yeah so he he's uh he's taking some much needed rest um shout out shout out to kai i hope you're feeling better uh you're off doing things and uh you know uh we'll we'll have you back soon enough back into the fold um but uh yeah he, you know he he uh he talked that talk in two oh two, and you know let me be the first or the second because he had already done it uh, to wish Chicago a very very happy New Year. I hope that everyone's uh, holiday weeks uh, went well, and uh, you know you got uh, everything that you ever wanted, whether that was peace and quiet or uh, you know your I don't know uh, an Xbox One Infinite or some warmth Um, if you lived in the Chicagoland area or basically anywhere in the country, you definitely did not get uh, warmth for Christmas. You were hoping that Santa left you some coal so you could warm your ass up. It was frigid everywhere, Um, but none more so than here in the Chicagoland area, greater Milwaukee area. Uh, I was out on Tuesday the second and it was warmer in alaska <laughs> than it was in chicago
2: yeah it was it was pretty bad and i think that was that day where there was like some place i think it was in washington state that was like the second coldest place on earth
0: <laughs> that's bananas like uh,
2: it was it was something like it was like i think the actual temperature was like negative 30 and the wind chill was like negative ninety.
0: Oh my oh my gosh. Yeah,
2: it was it was it was somewhere in like uh Washington. I should look it up. But oh, it was like I didn't gosh. know it got anywhere that cold in the States. I mean, even even up there, I mean it was just right. it was super, super cold.
0: Yeah, that is that is bananas. That is ridiculous.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, and and there was in um Erie, Pennsylvania, they had something like forty inches of snow in, like yeah a day and a half like just yeah ridiculous
0: again again b-a-n-a-n-a-s uh yeah um yeah climate change is real y'all
2: yeah so uh so i'd like to make a live podcast correction it's not washington okay. state it's mount washington observatory in new hampshire Oh well, those are two different places. Two, two different coasts. <laughs> <laughs> two different coasts. Good job. Chris. Good yes. job. But, uh, you know, but, but hey, that, he Pacific, made the correction. You know, like they're both oceans, whatever.
0: Yeah, he he, he um, made the he made the correction. I made the live
2: correction. Unlike you know, some news programs, I actually made the live correction <laughs> wow. as soon as I noticed right. it. You know, not fake news. Not, fake, not
0: fake news. Not fake news.
2: But um, yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. It says it was minus thirty six with a wind show of negative ninety four.
0: i mean why why even put numbers up (laughs) at that point
2: and and this this is like funny though it's it says it was actually colder than the surface of mars at that time which was negative 78 (laughs) oh my gosh wow (laughs)
0: that's insane so they would have gone to mars where it was warmer
2: hey i mean Um, i mean the Martians was like yeah we are not letting them know that it's nah, life nah, here because because right. we're there's not crazy. about that life. That's crazy. Uh,
0: yeah, uh yeah, I I definitely did say um I should move go to Alaska where it's warmer, which is a phrase that I'd never thought I would ever say in my entire life. Um so uh yeah, uh shout out to the weather for sucking. Um <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, Um, hopefully, uh, you know, while your holidays may or may not have sucked, uh, the weather definitely did, but, um, the things that you're really allowed to do, you're, you're given the grace and the ability to do if you're lucky, uh, during the holiday break is to attack either a, some of your backlog or play some of the games that you really, really enjoy. So, guys, uh, Reef, I'll start with you first. What you been playing?
2: Well, uh, I've been very happy to say that I completed two games that I tried my best to complete last year, but I just did not have the time. Um, uh, Assassin's Creed Origins and Wolfenstein 2. Um, Thanks. I had got through a good chunk of Assassin's Creed last year, but I was just got so lost in the really excellent side quests that they have in that game. Um, mm-hmm. And once I got to a certain point of the game without any spoilers, I felt like they were just going to keep unveiling new uh, big bads that I had to take down. Like I felt like I was like, Oh, I thought I took everybody out. Oh no, there's, there's other people. Oh no, there's actually this person. So like the side quests were just incredible. Like I really put them up there with sort of like Witcher three style, like a, uh, Kind of like where the side quests really have their own really satisfying um, stories. And they take you all over the entire map, which if you just do the main quest, you only touch like seriously, like maybe a half of the map. Like you'll zoom out and the rest of the map will be grayed out. You know what I'm saying? So like the side quests really open up the entire world. Um, So really, really dug it. Um, And and Bayek is probably... um, you know, up there with Marcus from Watch Dogs too, for like one of my favorite characters of the last few years in a games. I feel like they gave him a really good arc, um, um, and yeah, yeah. and um, um, I as well. I thought was just was just they just the arc that they went through and like how the beginning of the assassins, which you know that's not a spoiler that this is the origin of the assassins, right? is this deep, what I know a game
0: called Assassin's Creed yeah, Origins. It,
2: it, it, it's just very cool how they decide it's this deeply personal story. You know, it it begins as this deeply personal story that becomes, you know, this group that, you know, exists for, you know, thousands of years, like, you know, like, well, not th- a thousand years, you know, like a bad battling against, you know, like the Templars. So I thought it was really dope. Um, I I thought it was great. Um, And Wolfenstein, I mean, not really a game that I thought I would really love. I mean, I I like it. I I still am surprised at the accolades that it's been getting, Um, Mm. especially because I think mechanically it has some serious issues. Sure. Um, I think as far as a technical shooter, it doesn't play excellently. Um, it, It plays okay at best, and there's some parts where it's just frustrating um if it wasn't for the story which is absolutely bonkers i probably would have right. i, I probably probably would have bailed on it but the story yeah. is just absolutely crazy i mean they really yeah. take it super far um right. and it's camping and there's parodies and stuff um so i mean i think from a story perspective it's a great piece of sort of like satire alternative history um, yeah, and I think that it it achieves that well. Um, also, even even though it's a game that obviously has to deal with uh, you know with like Nazis, was expecting it to um, really deal with some issues of race beyond like the sort of you know Aryan racist supreme kind of thing that you would expect from a, from a from a kill all the Nazis game. Um, they really do get into some like you know some racial issues which I was surprised about and I think that they handle them fairly well you know right so um yeah I I just just finished those pretty long games um you know um and and like Wolfenstein even has a bunch of side quests that I didn't even really touch because they didn't seem as engaging um right. but um you know it's was, it was just two really 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 dope games that i couldn't recommend high enough um and the last game that i round off my uh l- list with is was uh playing the um dlc for uh zelda breath of the wild that um came out in december um i finally finished it um it's you got re- your bike
0: you got your motorcycle
2: I, I i got my motorcycle um it's really long i was kind of shocked at, at how long the dlc was i was definitely expecting it to be a lot shorter but um it was really long and it brings you around the world to different parts so i was able to um discover other parts of the original game like like other shrines and mini dungeons and like things that i didn't come across like before because you know the map is so huge it's hard to get to every little nook and cranny um so i really enjoyed it i think it was a great you know final dlc to you know to what i obviously think is a great game so um yeah those three things pretty much um for the last couple weeks have pretty much taken up my gaming
0: nice nice uh tanya what have you been playing besides uh the real life game of conference <laughs> attendee,
1: <laughs> and that's conference a hard panelists. Nut. The game. Yeah, right. Oh my God, we should make a game. Um, I've been I've been kind of jumping around. I've uh, got back into uh, Mafia Three. Mm. Um, because I got it on PC. Oh. Oh. Okay. Nice. Awesome. Okay. Yes, yeah, so I got it on PC. I've been replaying that. Um. Also, Skyrim. Mm. Uh, I don't know if Nora will see this, but I finally got a house in Skyrim. After all <laughs> these times playing it, I finally have a house. Yeah.
2: Um, now, now, are there are there kids in the house? Did you end up adopting? Put so here's,
1: so here's the creepy fucking thing. I bought the house. You know, your starter house in White Run. And I'm like all excited because I finally have a house. I go in. There's that like weird little girl just there. <laughs> oh, she was in and there. I'm like, already. <laughs> right? I was just like, like she I, was, I like reacted. She's begrudging like, oh, house. Right. And she, and she starts talking to me and then she leaves. And I'm like, that was creepy. That is
2: amazing. <laughs> like, well, And then she loves like, uh, squatting your house.
1: <laughs> right. And I was just like, why are you here? Like, I realized I said this out loud. The game can't answer me. But I was just like, I just bought this house. Where'd you come from? How do you, how are you here? I had a key. You, um, so
0: you didn't realize that, uh, Skyrim, Skyrim was set in Detroit.
1: Damn. <laughs> oh
2: man. Wow. I'm pretty sure that like, there's some mod out there, you know? All right. You know, uh, <laughs> oh, I was Detroit. super
1: excited. I finally got mods to work on the PS4. Oh, sweet. Awesome. So weightless dragon bones, all the weightless dragon bones um nice nice yeah yeah that that is the one
2: um uh not annoying but the one thing i miss about playing it on the switch as opposed to my pc is there's no mods on the on the switch version
1: yeah i might have lost my copy for the switch so steph i'm sorry um i I couldn't find it after i got back from Magfest. so i'm Mm. i'm still digging through my stuff um but yeah skyrim mafia 3 and, uh, oh, shout-out to uh, to Charles Webb for giving us a, a shout-out during his uh, recent interview about Mafia 3 on Tone Control. Oh, nice. nice. All right, right on. Right on. Uh, yeah, so I actually wound up talking it up to a few people at MAGFest, and I was like, let me dig back into Mafia 3. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm still enjoying it. I'm catching all the stuff I didn't get on my first playthrough. And uh, dabbling in The Sims because of the Cats and Dogs expansion, <laughs> yeah, it's been interesting. Simi has, has a cat, so oh yeah, and the division. I've been uh, digging oh. into the division. Yeah
0: how how
2: is how, how is digging back into the division like this game that I think a lot of people assume has just been dead? How's um,
1: how's how it jumping back in
2: there? Like, does it feel good?
1: Uh, it felt good because I had someone to play with. Um, I didn't just hop in alone and i did get on the pc when i when i caught a sale so i'm gonna see how it differs for me because i'm not usually good with um shooters on pc yeah yeah yeah
2: yeah i i think it's great i mean i i jump back in as well and i think with this latest 1.8 update i mean the game is really has a lot to do i mean if you're into that kind of game you know i would you know like a you know looter shooter or mmo shooter or like whatever you want to call it i think that they've really finessed it to a point where it's worth i don't i don't know if i don't know if i would say spend sixty dollars to buy it right now if you don't already have it but if you bought it earlier and like you want to dive back into it i think this is a great time to jump back in
1: yeah it was like a a several gig update but a couple friends that had it had fallen off and, and i was just like hey let's let's dig into it see what it's like with the update, and uh, had a lot of fun with
0: it. Yeah. All right, well, uh, you know, thanks a lot, guys, for stealing my thunder. I really appreciate that. Uh, you guys are wonderful. Um, You're welcome. <laughs> to- hey. <laughs> so, yeah so, um, yeah, so games I've been playing, um, I also jumped back into the Division, the up, 1.8 update, um, and, and jumped in with some friends, and it had been a really, really long time since I had played that game. Uh, so it was almost like, it, you know, it was almost like relearning the controls and and uh, the you know the kind of nuance of of the game all over again. Um, but uh, having said all of that, and you know, having a, a high-level character with you know a, a, a pretty decent gear score or over 200. Uh, I was in the 220s or something like that when I started, um, allowed me to kind of go in the in the newer areas. And, and, you know, they so they've got some stuff on the west side now. I think Chelsea Piers yep. is is open yep. uh, as as a base. And, and go then bowling.
2: No, oh, kidding. you can't go. No, no, yeah, no, you, no, right.
0: Uh, no, you should be able to go on one of those dinner cruises um, on, Damn. on the Hudson. That would be awesome. Um, like, yeah.
2: like, like, like the uh, Circle Line. You can get on. The yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I I I got to do that. One of my birthday presents was uh, was one of those dinner cruises, and it takes you uh, down the Hudson. Yeah to to around the statue. you know yeah around around the statue and over to to Brooklyn Bridge and then they bring you back and you know oh. you get you get uh litty chitty in the in the while you're while you're out there uh and it was it, it's a good time but uh in the division um the only litting you're doing are of your guns of the busting kind and uh what? Yeah, gun busting. You, oh you know, you, you, you know when you when you shoot a gun, there's there is muzzle fire, so that's lit. I gotta explain these things to mm. you. Come on, man. Um, so fantastic. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, yeah, but but uh, a lot of a lot of new missions. They've got a kind of a horde mode called, I think, Resurgence. Which I didn't get to play. I did play the multiplayer uh, PvP uh, and got uh, just walloped uh, doing that. (laughs) Um, And and played a few of the missions. They're really hard. They've got this new world tier system. Uh, So as you raise, as you so there's like there's all sorts of different levels that you can that you have in that game. If if you're if you're unfamiliar, uh, you have your regular zone level which caps out at 30 then you have your dark zone level which i think caps out at 99 i think oh 99 goes
2: all the way up i think
0: wow Um,
2: unless they change that it used to go all the way up to 99 yeah Uh, well yeah mine
0: mine is like 35 so like it takes a
2: long time to level up
0: right and yeah. So and then uh, and then once you level to 30, you get what's called a gear score, uh, kind of if you're a Destiny 2 player, kind of like your light. Uh, and uh, as your gear score increases, um, the gear, the, the gear that you receive in drops doesn't necessarily increase unless you increase the difficulty by raising the world tier. And as you raise the world tier, the world tier goes up five levels uh, based on your gear score, and and you're locked out from the higher tiers if your gear score is below um, your base gear score is below uh, one of you know below the threshold for that tier. But once you do get to that threshold, you can raise the level, and and the game gets uh, uh, increasingly more difficult as the levels go up, and uh, it. it Uh, all day last sunday and i mean just had a blast just really had a blast playing it um so yeah so i may i may wind up going back except except um and this only happened to me most egregiously but i was playing with a bunch of friends i had a bunch of frame rate uh dips on uh, my xbox one x and they experienced some dips as well huh. but then but then I was experiencing to to a whole nother level <laughs> uh I mean with a with a frame rate dropped to like 10 no exaggeration five or six frames per second oh wow Sweet. it was it was un literally unplayable um I do have a clip uh, recorded uh, just because I couldn't believe it, but uh, they, you know there was something, there was something, something, something really uh, desperately wrong, and I'm is, not sure if it was the weather. Is it or updated
2: what. for the X that game?
0: Uh, it's not enhanced, like as far it 4K, as I know.
2: 4K HDR and all that.
0: Well, so not no HDR uh, as as far as I remember. Uh, it does look very good. Um, games on the X are up upgraded. You know, they will upres to your display. So if your display is 4K, right. it will upres to 4K. But obviously, you can tell the difference between when you know when your once your eyes become trained, you can tell the difference between something that's been upres and something that's native 4K. Uh, it is not native 4K, but it is still a very very uh, attractive looking game uh on on the home consoles um now a game from ubisoft that uh has been up and enhanced for uh for the xbox one x is ghost recon uh ghost recons Wildlands. Okay. and i jumped back into that to play some of the predator mode uh oh, in that I did game Did hear about this Yeah. And this is the
2: actual Predator, like the actual
0: Predator from the movies Um, from. So and it's it's really a great mode. I mean, so, you know, spoiler alert, the the Predator is really just kind of a bullet sponge Um, and but but they really set the ambiance. Of the predator, so you wind up in this. There's a specific spot where the predator is located, mm-hmm. and it's a jungle very reminiscent for, to the jungles of South America or wherever they were in the in the uh, the uh, campy you know cult cult uh, favorite movie uh, from the '80s starring Arnold Schwarzenegger and and Kodo. Um, um it and they use the assets from. From the movie, so the the really? sa- from the so the score is the same, the sound effects from the Predator are the same. Oh, I might have to They're, YouTube this. Yeah, it's 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 really cool. It's and, really really and, cool. And, and
2: and I'm assuming that the Predator cloaks and oh, oh yes like, uses yes the missile you know, all that stuff on his yes, arm. yes yes okay, okay so, I'm after YouTube yes, this so it is
0: it sure. is totally totally Predator. It is okay. totally Predator, um, and it is it's it's really cool for that nostalgia factor. If you've if you've watched and, and have uh, some sort of appreciation for the Predator, um, yeah, uh, definitely you know get a chance to gr- you know grab some friends. Uh, if you have Wildlands, grab uh, grab three friends and and go ahead and and try it out. It is really really hard, uh, at least uh, at first blush. Um, okay. But it is hectic and fun, um, and uh, until it gets frustrating because you haven't beaten the predator and he keeps killing you as you're trying to revive your down teammates. Is
2: there like a uh, level cap? Like you have to be whatever to do it?
0: I don't know. And so, and you know, the way that game works is. Uh, There aren't really levels in the game, you know, obviously you can, there are skill trees and you, you know, as you learn, as you earn XP, you can, you have more skills, which give you better abilities, that kind of stuff. Um, But the open world nature of that game pretty much dictates that you can do essentially whatever you want, whenever you want. Um, But, you know, obviously... If you're underpowered, you don't have great weapons and you don't have health, re- you know, good health, resiliency, blah, 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 blah. If you go into one of the, you know, more uh, skilled areas, uh, it, you know, the likelihood of you surviving is is uh, diminished greatly. So um, but uh, yeah, you know, I I really if you still have Ghost Recon, um, I would definitely uh, recommend going and checking that out. It is a free update. So uh, just go ahead and and play the predator and you know get to the chopper.
2: Yeah, I'll, um, I'll, I'll have to check it out because I I have it on PS4, but like I haven't played it since it first came out, and I kind of right. I just found it like not racist, but like very oh, like just ignorant and it's it's and, problematic like, as fuck. It really and is and problematic. Um, you know, so like I you know I didn't really jump. I. Didn't really jump on it, but no, I've heard Paris from like Gamertech. I've like heard him mention it a lot. I've like heard you t- t- talk about a lot. I believe you were playing it the last time I was over your house, I think. like uh, Yeah, like yeah, it. that's right. Um, that's right. Yeah, so, sure um, enough. Yeah, yeah. I, I might check it out. My only hope is that this means that there's going to be a Predator 2 update where the Wildlands crew is in LA with people with bad Jamaican accents. Yes, and, uh, Danny yes. Danny Glover.
0: Danny Glover oh, get his uh, Murtaugh yeah. pistol out. So,
2: oh, that movie was so bad.
0: It was it was really bad. It was really bad. Um, so uh, another game that I speaking of really bad. Um, it really isn't. Um, but uh, I I got the the must have Xbox exclusive uh, for uh, December, which is Player Unknown's Battlegrounds for the Xbox One X, and um. I think I'm the only one in the crew who is playing it on the Xbox, correct? Uh-huh.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, I know that COD does not have it yet. Um, th- it started out really rough. And and I'm no stranger to game preview. Um, I've bought uh, a few games via game preview and, and got to watch them grow and, and become fully fleshed out. Um, full retail releases. Uh, uh, the first one that comes to mind is is Elite Dangerous. That's m- one of my darling games that I you know love forever. Um, PUBG came out in a very very broken state. Um, it's uh, it's constantly being updated. It is uh, looking much much better now. It is in a much better state than it was when uh, when when the game launched about a month ago um, but it's still you know it is still in preview it is definitely still uh, beta-esque um, there you know the frame rate drips dips are not as prevalent as they were uh, people are still g- getting dropped um, they're still m- Kind of tweaking the the control settings, and this new update seems to have broken a bit of functionality for me, but uh, you know we'll yeah, so yeah, so we'll you know we'll see we'll see what happens. but it is it is game preview definitely. Um, but but having said all of that, um while while uh, Ka was was here um, defending Chris Plant's review of a ten, and I listened to. Chris Plant's uh, defense of his 10 on the, on the quality control, t- quality control podcast. podcast. Yeah, thank you very much. Um, it was it was a great defense. I understand his reasoning. I disagree wholeheartedly with the 10. Um, I understand his rationale for d- for giving it that. Um, having not played it on the PC, uh, you know, I, I mean, I can't really really speak for it. But having played it um, for you know for a, a fair amount of time on on the Xbox One over the last month. Um, I can understand its level of importance is definitely a 10, um, you know, is definitely yes. going to be a game that uh, that people are going to be playing and, and and may legitimize a lot of different things, a lot of different corners of the gaming uh, market for the layperson oh, uh, via this via this game. Um, uh, but but, you know, technically this game is is still even even the 1.0 version from the PC from what I've been hearing is still Not a mess but n- nowhere near uh, a, a masterpiece in terms of a, a technical masterpiece, but um, But the game is the game is phenomenal is very very addictive uh, Especially if you can get get together with with a group of people uh, that you trust and and uh, you you know who communicate really really well so or well, um, if you
2: want to do like me that real tense solo mode ooh it is, is man super that is tense yeah. so if you want yeah, that, that experience is... it's kind of that's where I started to appreciate PUBG I'm not a big fan of the game I don't think it's like this masterpiece I do understand right. its importance I mean I right. don't think it's too much to say that it'll probably be like the call the the modern warfare in that it will probably affect all shooter games for the next few years. Like I'm pretty sure there won't be many games that will launch without this. Um, I do think it's a technical achievement though, because the map is enormous and you have a hundred people on a server. And I think that the problems that the PC version has had has been with net code and, you know, do you register a hit kind of those things. But the Xbox problems are, like, rendering freaking buildings and, like, clipping through walls. And, I mean, I've seen just some awful, awful video. And, and like, I understand it's in preview. I still feel like for a game of this magnitude, they should have waited until it was a... Like, I don't understand the benefit of launching when they did... Because I don't think many people see game preview as what it is. It's like they're they're right. like the game launched. Like why well, is it like this? Uh,
0: you know what? Why don't we why don't we break into the news and we can uh, you know pontificate on that point uh, specifically. And part of the reason that it launched when it did in the state that it did is because in a month, PUBG sold three million units on Xbox. Um, so, so that's, that's part of it is, is the fact that this game, uh, has sold incredibly well, uh, for, for, um, for a, for a console that desperately needed a game that was, uh, you know, that was universally, not necessarily loved, but universally purchased. Um, and, you know, as, as a, as some kind of exclusive whether it be timed exclusive console exclusive, whatever you want to call it, the only place you can play the game uh, you know on 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 a home console is on on the Xbox family of, of systems so that you know that's that's kind of a big deal for uh, big feather in the cap for for Microsoft it was definitely a, a great big get when they uh, announced it at e3 uh, this past e3 and it has done exactly what they were hoping for it it to do which is uh to potentially sell consoles because they've now uh bundled it with the xbox one x at least for the foreseeable future if you buy an xbox one x uh, you get a code for uh, PUBG g uh, along with it and it is doing ridiculously well um I will say that y- yes, it it launched in in, in an almost unplayable state, um, but since then, you know, in just just a month, uh, there probably have been five or six updates, and the game is is much more stable than it was. It's still nowhere near um, you know uh, a, a game that you'd call reliable, uh, but it is you know I mean it's it's. It's probably as reliable as a AAA multiplayer shooter would be on day one or two, um, with regards to like connectivity. Right
2: now, like yes, right, right, in. yes.
0: Today, it's reliable to a month of in, yes.
2: day one, where servers are right. crashing and people are complaining, like every launch, every multiplayer Right. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. And you know, and I, I think I'm. You know, I think. Right. Well, I think I think I'm. I, I think I'm being. A little hard on it because I've I've outside of the very first day that I that I uh, you know launch day on the game um, I have I have yet to have a problem with matchmaking. Okay, good. Uh, so um, I have had problems and it is it has been up until this new update. This new update is supposed to have alleviated some of that, and I haven't really had enough time with it to uh, really test this out. Um, but it was not uncommon to be in a squad, especially if you're in a squad of uh, two or more. Or you can be in a squad of up to four. Uh, it's not uncommon for you to be in somewhere in the middle of the match, and one of your teammates says, "Oh, I crashed," mm. and then you've got to now huddle around this player yeah. to to keep them alive while while they're reloading the game. Oh, um, Yeah, I see. so they so you do have the ability. Uh, once if the game kicks you out the game knows that you were in an instance and it will reload you into that instance Um, but that takes you know about 90 seconds for that to happen so it's you know it's the tensest 90 seconds uh, of (laughs) you know of anything because you know everyone you know you don't you know, I mean, it's just kind of the nature of the beast in this game, sounds like and I think a game mechanic. <laughs> right, right, exactly,
2: exactly. That's hilarious.
0: Which one of you will be yeah. the one? Yeah, no, to no, be, it, no, up? it
2: literally sounds like, um, you know, those game modes where it's like capture the flag, but you drop the right. flag. It takes a while to reset, so you have right. to like defend it. Like this sounds yeah. like that. Like you gotta yeah. surround your 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 uh, downed, disconnected person.
0: Right, right, exactly.
2: Uh, that, <laughs> um, that is hilarious.
0: Yeah. So, but but it is it is a is a great game. I can't wait uh, for the console version to go 1.0, um, and you know, and then I guess potentially once once it does go 1.0, uh, we we there's the a real good chance that we'll be able to see it at least on the PlayStation 4. I doubt we'll see it on the Switch, but uh, but at least on on both of those consoles, and then we can start talking about. Uh, the the esports implications of this game because I think of many of the shooters that are out there and, you know or 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 games in general esports games in general that are that are lighting up the scene and we'll talk about one of those games later on in the show um, I think that this is the game as as Chris Plant uh, so eloquently stated like this is the game that is built for just mass consumption like this game is. As much fun to to view, if not even more so, mm-hmm. uh, than it is to actually play, um, because you don't need any explanation. Like you, you know, you point. if if somebody if somebody asks you what PUBG is, you tell them what PUBG is, and they sit down and watch it, and they get it. And that's it.
2: That's, I never thought about it that way. Actually, it is a really easy thing to understand.
0: Right, and and that is that is the the barrier of entry that makes you know the leagues and the dota's and even the overwatches of the world, um, uh, difficult conceptually for for non-hardcore esports fans um is is that you constantly have to be as as the shout casters you know uh you know you have the color person and the play-by-play person somebody's got to go out and constantly yeah.
2: um
0: you know explain the game
2: it's a real explain game.
0: the rules explain you know explain what's happening Blah 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 you know all of that stuff you don't need any of that none of that expository stuff needs to happen when when PUBG is on the screen you you know you get it right away you dive in find some guns kill everybody else stay inside the circle or the just end.
2: hide in the bathroom right,
0: right right until somebody comes in with a shotgun yeah I, um, I actually
2: made it i haven't played like a million hours but i think the highest i ever made it was like i think there were 20 people left uh-huh. and i was definitely i, I was definitely hiding in the, room the whole time <laughs> um, yeah, um, um, t- Tanya, are like you on the uh, PUBG train at all? You, 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 have you dipped I've in I've got it
1: for PC, but I haven't played it much. Okay. Um, I got it actually because of Harrison. I, he was streaming it, and then the holidays happened. But I would like to try to get some folks together and play it on PC. Yeah, it's okay. like one of those games where
2: I feel like in another year I would have played a ton of it, but 2017 had so many games that i am still not done with that I just want to play more right. like so like I you know in their meaty single player experiences which I favor more than a game like PUBG so it's like I feel like if it was any other year, I probably would have played a lot of PUBG and a lot of Destiny Two. Right. But because there's all these like yep. huge games, it's like these multiplayer mostly like like replayability games, except for Zelda, like I haven't really revisited a lot of games like last year. I would just like be something. I was like, all right, what's the next thing? And there was always the next thing. Like, right. like yeah. that's what made last year so dope. Is there was always the next thing, and yeah. I don't think I've felt that like in many many years.
0: Right, right. Well, I mean, here's here's hoping that. Uh, well, well, first off, uh, Procargo, if you guys are playing PUBG, first, you know, if you're playing PUBG. Uh, hit us up on the PC or uh, Hit hit uh, me up on the Xbox and I would love to uh, Play with some Bricagoans. Let's uh, let's get some chicken dinners, baby um, Oh, by the way, I did get a chicken dinner for the very first time. I got a chicken dinner and and th- Not only is the game does the game have a, a great feedback loop of you know shooting that adrenaline into your into your into your body um but when you when you hit that final level and it says winner winner chicken dinner that final kill is there and number 1 is up there on your screen that feeling is exhilarating um it is it is it is something that has really been matched for me in, in gaming where like after i did it i knew i had to leave like i, I you know i was it was the last game that that i was playing for that particular day i had to go out and do something or whatever and uh and, you know, I, I didn't want to because I believed that I could go out and do it again. And for days after that, literally days after that, I was thinking about the fact that I had I'd finally gotten one. Hmm. Um, so, I mean, it, it's that, yeah, that is, is that is something. Yeah. yeah there, there's definitely something, there's something, something about that game It's really something special. And I, I, you know, I understand now. Um, why over the last, you know, the last eight months of, of of 2017, you know, every fifth article was was about this game, uh, PUBG. Um, but uh, let's talk about 2018. Um, let's talk about a big game that is scheduled for 2018. Our very own Tanya to Pass was able to uh, hang out with some of the folks from Far Cry 5. And you got an interview, right, Tanya?
1: Yeah, I got an interview with Dan Hay, the creative director. Um, we got about ten minutes each with him nice. for uh, for the event. And then we got an hour of hands-on.
0: Okay. Well, uh, how much how much of that can you talk about?
1: Um, I can talk about a lot of it. It's just there's some things we can't show. Um, nice. We'll have a link in the show notes both to uh, my interview with Dan. And uh, The YouTube video that I put together because we couldn't show things like the UI the map. There's an NPC that's not um, Yet been revealed. So if we did talk to this NPC or do his mission, we had to cut all of that out of our footage <laughs> um, Secret NPC
0: right?
1: Yes The secret NPC that we don't know about yet um, So we got a lot of hands-on um, we got to see it on a ps4 Pro 4k TV okay. um, it, it is first-person um but you can co-op the whole game okay and you know it was just it was really good because i played far cry 3 and 4 okay um and it was really smooth you know being in 4k was gorgeous although there's only so much gorgeous i need about this far from my face right (laughs) Um, too much gorgeous yeah, it was just like, oh, wow. That's that's pretty, but that much detail <laughs> kind of that close?" I was like, "Oh, cuz you're like in a dark little cube with just you and the TV and the PS4 in the game." Um, yeah, but it's it's really compelling, you know, we 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 have a well, antagonist who is basically a cult leader, um a religious kind of cult leader, right. and the reaction to that dude has been real interesting. Hmm. Because, you know, people don't make a – they don't make a noise when, you know, you get to go kill countless brown folks in the game. Or if the enemy or your your main antagonist, or your villain is a person of color or queer or what have you. Um, so I'm really bad at it. So when you watch this clip, I'm really bad. Um, it really made me learn video editing to cut out all the things we're not supposed to show you. Um, yeah, and, and I'm uh,
2: playing so, the footage on the stream right now, so – it's okay. uh, over Kyle's Yeah, face. I tried to
1: shoot the helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Khalif. Sorry, Khalif. You're not here. Um, yeah, I'm really bad at it. But it's fun. You get to meet a lot of the characters. The the missions we got to do, they don't seem like, oh, it's a mission just for the sake of mission and you're just shooting shit. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple missions that, that we could do where I'm like. Not sure how I feel about the name of it, but that's probably me just mm-hmm. being like, mm, I I I know where you're going with that, but I don't know how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it the the shooting was smooth. I you know, I'm used to a PS4 controller, so there was no adjustment there. Um, I died a lot. expected to die a lot because I was playing on normal. Unless like all you play is shooters and you're used to Far Cry, it may some of it may be maybe new to people but it is it's designed so you can just kind of jump in um so for those that follow what i do outside of spot i mean i did write an article for mike about the ways people reacted to the protagonist or the antagonist because people are like oh my god how dare you americans can't be enemies and it's like yeah we can right uh, you know for those old enough to remember like the branch davidians and waco right Right. The cult in the game really reminds you of that.
2: Okay, okay.
1: So so do, do you feel like,
2: I mean, I don't know how much, well, I don't know how much you can say, but do you feel like they kind of delivered on, I mean, they're talking about some pretty heavy and alluding to some pretty heavy issues of like, you know, militancy and anti-government and, you know, a lot of stuff that we see, you know, do, do, do you feel like, or like, do you get the idea that they are going to, Touch a little deeper on these themes, as opposed to just you know having them for the advertising.
1: Um, I think it's going to go a little deeper because, like I said, there was a, a mission that we, while we could play, we could not show it. Um, and the NPCs are pretty r- well rounded. Like when you talk to them and you find out what their story is, um, it doesn't feel like they're just like they're just cardboard cutouts in the world. You're, you're like, you get invested in helping these people get rid of these, uh, get rid of these folks. So, Hmm. um, so yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm not a,
2: the biggest Far Cry fan. I mean, I, I played through, you know, Far Cry three, Far Cry four, I never really finished. Um, but I'm interested. I just, I would be frustrated if if it was just kind of like the problems I had with Mankind Divided where they kind of advertised on this like whole like like they were going to dive into issues of apartheid and things like that and it was kind of just a surface level thing. So I'm hoping that they don't here, um, you know, but, uh, you know, I mean, like you got to play it. I know a lot of other people were at that, that like hands-on as well. Um, how did it feel in terms of just controls and – and that kind of stuff. Did it feel like responsive? You know, like uh, did did it feel like it that like you could play it for a number of hours?
1: Totally. Um, it felt good because again, we had PS4 controllers, we had PS4 pros, and that's what I'm used to playing with for most of my console gaming. Um, the shooting didn't seem weird. I know people feel a way about consoles, or controllers, and shooting games, oh, but that's hey, fun. that's what they gave us to play with. Yeah. Um, I like. I'm really looking forward to it, um, and I think the touch on stuff. But I don't think it'll be like Deus Ex, where it's like, well, we tried to talk about this stuff, but oh well, we threw our hands up, and that's kind of what <laughs> yeah, happened. <laughs> <laughs> kind of
2: what they did. They were like, too hard. Right. <laughs> they were like,
1: yeah, here we we're gonna we're gonna take this one little like dip our toe in the water, and then go, eh, why not? Um, yeah. And then when we do the audio uh, version of the show, I did get to spend a few minutes with Dan Hayes, so that audio will be out. Because um, so I asked him about like kind of the decisions of of coming up with this group as your antagonist, uh, what they're hoping to do with that, are you know, like are they worried about reactions um, to to having these characters and having this kind of you know basically charismatic cult leader as your antagonist. Right.
0: Now, were, were there any insights that you gleaned from from Dan? Um, he's a he's a pretty excitable guy. I, I've I've heard, I listened to some interviews uh, with him in uh, in the past, um, so I feel like there there may be there may have been a chance to to get some some good
1: tidbits out of him. Um yeah cuz I I'm hoping I ask questions that weren't all the same kind of things that other folks ask cuz right. like you know you've been you're in a room all day with some people asking you kind of the same question just worded right. differently right. um but you know I I wanted to ask about kind of like you know why go with this go with the cult leader at all um and he and he also talked about the voice acting a bit and like you know the the person they chose and how he could how he conveyed the charisma of this character because a lot of people that, that get people to follow them that is their main trait is, is this high charisma when it's like you they talk and they have a certain way of being affected and being effective that people will fall in line and do what they ask and do what they say um, so it's good and, you know and it, and it presented a challenge as, as you can see from my many deaths and cutaways
2: <laughs> nice nice now um, f- for our listeners for like people that might't n- you know ever get invited to sort of an event to preview a game you know obviously Mm -hmm. only stuff that you can share but can you kind of bring people into how these events actually work i mean like are you just in a room and just playing with devs like in your ear shouting at you with like what to do do you get time by yourself Um, book meetings like um, like how, how does the actual logistics work for these kind of events
1: um, so basically we got to the location and they had cubicles set up nice. and, uh, recording <laughs> devices. Like so, <laughs> yeah. Um, and, um, so basically we had kind of these cubes that, you know, they had their set up with the TV, the PlayStation. And then, um, if you didn't bring your own device, then a recording device and they provided one we had to send it back oh, wow. um, so we got kind of an overview to start the day Then it was like here's your time here's what you can play here's what you can't we got our info packet of this is what you can show when you do your footage here's your embargo date you know don't break this date basically um and then if you sign up for it you could do interviews with some of the some of the devs so i i signed up to talk to dan um and we got to do co-op. Unfortunately, we could not show any of the co-op play, and I don't think they even recorded it for us. So, um, co-op and multiplayer is going to be a lot of fun. Nice. Now,
0: a question about the about the co-op. If you can answer this question, is there uh, since you can play co-op throughout the entire the entire game, is there a narrative kind of explanation for your ability to play as uh, you know multiple people? simultaneously
1: um not that we saw because we were not co-oping the the main campaign when we when we played we were paired off kind of like whoever was to the left of you for the for the uh pvp and and groups of uh groups of two and so that one like we were just told that you know let's say let's say the four of us all get the game and right. we're all playing or cause I don't think you do four person. We right. can do two person. So like we're both on, maybe there's a mission I absolutely cannot get through and you come along and help me with it. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll depend on who's doing what, like who who's initiating whose mission is, et cetera. Um, but there wasn't a lot of talk about that. Hopefully we can look at it again before release. Cause it did get pushed back to March. Right. Um um and we do have a question in the chat. I don't think they happen in the same universe.
0: What's the what's the question?
1: The question was do the last couple of Far Cry games happen in the same uh, Ubisoft gaming universe?
0: Uh, this is yeah, this is right after the prehistoric
1: right
2: <laughs> after the prehistoric the well,
0: from from Far Cry Primal. <laughs> I forgot
2: about Primal. I was yeah, forget about yeah. that one. Wow. Yeah, yeah
0: shout I, out shout out to a difference.
2: Yeah, 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 exactly. If uh if like if like you want to listen to a very long but very good podcast, the Game Theor's Game uh, the podcast, podcast is a great gaming podcast and they did a pretty good extra life um marathon recently as well. So uh sh- yes. sh- sh- shout out to Aaron and Tiny and Mike everybody over there. Um you know, I actually would like if I think it would be pretty funny if Ubisoft tried to connect all their games (laughs) just because i'm like imagining like you 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 know like how like with every successive mortal kombat game they try to connect everything and create this bizarre story from these characters like like ermac turns into an actual character in the game and reptile they put some crazy backstory even though he he was just like a palette swap and right right exactly (laughs) i would love to see ubi try to tie together like ghost recon watch dogs Far across, yeah. like wow, far, like it would be hilarious. I would, the
0: I would, FCU man, <laughs> it's the FCU. I would love yeah. it. I would so love I, like so I,
2: connected universe. We so
0: I, I heard um, uh, my partner told me uh just yesterday that apparently, Scandal in its final season, thank goodness, is uh going to have a crossover with How to Get Away with Murder, which I think has jumped the shark. Um, but apparently they're in the same universe. So if they can be in the same universe, if uh, I mean that's Annalise Ke-
2: realistic though. I mean, it, pretty- if
0: Annalise <laughs> Keaton and Olivia Pope can can exist in the same universe, then uh, you know crazy Himalayan uh, Nepalese <sighs> tyrants and uh, saber tooth tigers can exist in the same universe <laughs> as, a, as a crazy, charismatic cult leader in, in uh, Montana.
2: Well, well Why yeah. Why not? Yeah. Wow. And Psyka and, and, uh, Stash in the chat says, Ubisoft Smash. So, like, Super yeah. Smash Brothers. with Ubicart. Which is all the Ubisoft <laughs> 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 characters beating the crap out of each other. I would just love to beat yeah. the crap out of I don't even remember the name of the original Watch Dogs protagonist. But I would just oh, uh, uh, Hayden, Hayden Pierce, Hayden
1: Fox, Hayden, Hayden Pierce,
2: Hayden, Hayden, oh, Hayden Pierce, I just love to
1: beat that dude yeah. just over and yeah. over again. Uh, yeah. So, um, one of the missions you go to the church and folks are holed up there. Um, uh, so all those characters that you've been seeing, um, kind of in promotional stuff. Right. Yeah. This is, this is where I took the L a lot. This is where I really learned how to edit video. <laughs> I, I, mean, I, I see a sniper skills. You know what I'm saying? I see your sniper ah, skills. Sniper I, skills. That's cute. Yeah. They, but the thing is, the enemies aren't just docile. They, um, they actually have good AI. Because here I am trying to shoot them and throw a grenade, and then somebody else like literally flanked me. I was like, oh, y'all oh. aren't stupid AI. Okay, I guess I guess I can't just stand here and pick y'all off. Shit.
0: <laughs> and then you die
1: uh, <laughs> right i died i think i ended the video with me dying
0: nice so, see well just done
2: down yeah well no, done and that's it, it. And, and some nice ragdoll physics
1: on the death yes yeah, that just that. flail out in different directions <laughs> right yeah uh,
0: yeah yeah uh, I, we can't
1: even, can even show load screen so i gotta make a tighter video
0: oh man wow so uh yeah so that yeah. video will be up on youtube um it's up there now it is it is up on, it is up on youtube it will be in the show notes uh so you know make sure you guys if you're interested in seeing that check it out uh and uh tanya thanks so much for uh going out there and, and grabbing that footage and and uh bringing back some dope content to Chicago. Uh, no
1: problem. I was there repping Spawn on Me.
0: So. Yeah. So, yeah, it was it uh, it was it was really dope. And uh, what's going to be really dope right now is a little break. Uh, we're going to take a break uh, for a few moments, and uh, we will be right back. This is episode 203 of the Spawn on Me podcast, and we'll be right back after this. Hey, everybody, this is Macedonia of Radio
2: Besatz, both sides of the surface. Trust and believe that you are always in good hands with the ambassadors of Burkago, Khalif Adams, Cicero Holmes, Sharif Jackson, and Tanya DePass, only right here on the Spawn On Me
0: podcast. Welcome back to the Spawn On Me podcast, episode 203. Uh, If you missed the first half of the show, I don't know how you got here. Uh, But if you did, you missed us talking about PUBG and and Tanya's uh, experience going and playing, getting hands-on with Far Cry 5, the games that we've been playing, uh, how sick Khalif has been. You've missed a lot of stuff. You need to go back. Um, But since you're here right now, go back later. Since you're here right now, um, you can stay with us, and we can uh, jump into some more news and uh, I guess the first bit of news that that we can talk about is that Bungie has uh, detailed, at least, given some some tidbits about the roadmap for uh, for Destiny Two going into 2018, and um, you know. I don't know where where I should start. I guess I should start with what they're going to be doing in 2018. So some of the things that we'll see in 2018 are uh, some some different item collections, some uh, different records, uh, some uh, weapon slot and archetype improvements. Uh, there are going to be a, additional Crucible playlists like Rumble. Uh, you know, there was something from Destiny, the original Destiny, that. Uh, hasn't, didn't make, make the, uh, the the migration over to the sequel, uh, better clan rewards, uh, masterwork, exotics, pinnacle weapons, gear improvements, uh, trial of nine improvements, shaders and dismantling, uh, the future of guided games, which is, you know, it's kind of came out and, and fell a little flat. Uh, and then, uh, they're going to address solo versus fire team matching, uh, while they're, while they're out doing that. Um, so it looks like they're 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 trying to uh, do some things in in uh, in their world to kind of reinvigorate the the player base. Um, I don't know. You know, around this time last year, we had our predictions show, and I haven't had a chance to go back and listen listen to it to uh, to determine how how well we were. Uh, how well we we predicted uh we were with our prognostications of course perfect. the uh of course the hashtag stubnostications were perfect um maybe reef reef, reef Stradamus came out there and uh you know he followed my lead um, but <laughs> I, but one of the one of the things that that I do remember me saying um was that destiny 2 would come out uh it would sell incredibly well uh but it won't hold its player base and and that is kind of proven proven out to be true um, it, it it was my shooter of the year um uh for 2017 it, it definitely still feels great it feels yeah. great to 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 uh, as a first-person shooter I don't know if there's a game that I've played in 2017 that that uh feels better um you know just at least or more satisfying uh, to to shoot uh or you know to to play in that way um but it it just didn't hold me uh the same way that that destiny did and I, you know i'm still trying to figure out why that is um reef i know you were a really really big original destiny player yeah. um you know and you kind of mentioned it earlier on the, in the first half of the show that you're not playing it as much are you playing it at all? Have you have you, you know, done some things and, you know, what's what's your general feeling on on Destiny 2 uh, right now in 2018?
2: Well, I think that there's a big divide whether that almost linearly decides whether you enjoy Destiny 2 or not. One, if you're like me, you play through the campaign You played all the strikes, did a few nightfalls, did a few raids, and then you said, all right, I had a great 60, 70, 80, 90 hours. This is 2017. There's a million games. And you put it on the shelf. I thought that that experience was great. Um, So I'm still hype on Destiny. I think Destiny is super dope. But I think that most of the complaints that come out are the people that Bungie themselves called hobbyists. Meaning Destiny is the game that they play. And right. the expectation is that they log on every day and they have something new and fun to do. And to be fair, that is how Bungie marketed the game, right? right. And, like, I'm not talking about this stupid 10-year plan thing or whatever that they right, right. like, misinterpreted. I mean, like, they marketed Destiny 1 and 2 as something that you should be able to log on every day, do something fun, and feel good. And the end game stuff for the people that have played, you know, 200, 300, 400, 1,000 hours, that's the kind of stuff where people have run into a roadblock um, where they felt like that the content has just not been there. And when it's been there, it's been locked behind a paywall in the Eververse. Um, And that there's been a lot of stuff that used to be things that were drops in the game um, that are now tied um, where where you basically have to pay for these blind boxes that give you a chance that maybe you'll get what you want. And right. unlike a game like Overwatch, where all the stuff is like cosmetic and skins and stuff, this right. is also like ships and ghosts and sparrows and that kind of stuff. Um, so a lot of these changes do speak directly to that. Um, I personally think that it is a shame that Bungie has to advertise things that so far down the line that they almost indefinitely will change and people will get upset. Like mm. if you've been a part of any project in any job, you know that you can't promise stuff too far down the line because there's right. so many things outside of your control, you know? Um, and, and, and like e- e- even to the point where at the beginning of the um, update, Christopher Barrett says, you know, please keep in mind that the further out we make promises, the more they are subject to change. Sure. And, and I think that the average person that is upset with Destiny is going to take all this stuff as like rock hard, iron, ironclad promises. And they're going to be disappointed because the nature of game development of any project development is that things might shift at the end. Um, so I like the fact that they are outlining stuff a little more. I do wish that they didn't have to outline so far ahead to a community, which I think is kind of a bit ungrateful um, and um, mm. and just comp- and will never be satisfied. Um, in my opinion, from what I read on Reddit and and like almost every major Destiny podcast that I listen to, with these right. like hardcore players, they're all super upset and like are frustrated. And to me, I'm like, look. Bungie made Destiny 2 as a game that was more tiered toward a casual player. And by casual, I mean like somebody that's still going to spend the same amount of time they spend with any other game, 10, 20, 30, 40 hours, and still have an enjoyable time, which is the opposite of Destiny 1, where you didn't really start enjoying yourself until you were like 20 hours into the game. You right. know? Um, so I do think that they succeeded there. So I think the majority of Destiny players are going to have a great time. Because like, they're going to dip in and dip out and be good. Um, I just don't think that you could ever create content fast enough and detailed enough for this hobbyist community that as soon as something comes out, they play everything in a day and complain right. that there's nothing else left. So I, I think Destiny 2 is in a good place because I do think that the majority of people that w- will continue to buy it and play it will not be hobbyists. But I do think that the buzz around it will continue to be negative because the vocal people are going to be like the hobbyists and the YouTubers and the podcasts where destiny has become sort of, you know, a lifestyle for them. And, you know, um, but Activision is like, yo, we got to sell as many units as we can. So so we got to appeal to everybody, not just the people that play, you know, eight hours a day of the game um so i mean you know i'm i'm positive on it um i still think that like they'll do just fine um but i think that that buzz around it will continue to be negative
0: tanya I, i'm gonna get to you in a second but reef i have a question for you so do you think that this uh this uh this announcement that we got was was Bungie trying to appease a group of people that can't be appeased, or do you think that they were overcompensating for the fact that there has been a lot of negative? Because I mean, I don't think that the press is is overwhelmingly negative. I think that there is a a, a vocal minority that is out there uh, uh, talking talking about the game in, in pejorative terms. Uh, but do you think that they were overcompensating, or do you think that they were they were trying to uh, appease the people that are the kind of the the fervent hardcore fans that really latched onto their to their property to their ip
2: i think it was absolutely more of the latter um i mean in the update before this they specifically said previously destiny was tilted toward a casual player we are now tilting it toward the hobbyist players so they're clearly saying like they are aiming to please the c- vocal community leaders so you know right. like the dados and these people that have these huge YouTube followings where almost all they play is destiny, you know? Right. And like, you, you know, if, if you listen to, you know, um, um, guardian radio or fire team chat on like IGN, yeah. there's definitely been, you know, these like discussions, like we, we don't have enough content and like, what do we do? Um, so I think that, yeah, I think that their goal now, since they've probably hit all their, you know, selling targets and marketing targets and all that stuff because the game sold so well last year. Um, I do think that now they're trying to get the, the the, um, positive buzz back from the community leaders. Um, And there's always this sort of, I think thing where I'm like, does a game really sell because hardcore players are that into it and they evangelize it or does it sell because there's enough people that play it for 10, 20 hours and have a good experience. Experience and share that. I personally think it's more of the former, um, but I think that there's this narrative that the hardcore community is the one that really drives a lot of these games, and I really don't buy it. And I definitely don't buy it in Destiny's case. Um, I think right. there's a lot of people, majority of gamers, like, yo, what's the hot game now, Destiny 2? And they buy it, they have a good time, and then that's it. And they log on occasionally with their friends, and they fuck around, and they... And they d- do do some stuff they don't care about the fucking drop rates of you know right, right, ghosts right. or whatever and like, <laughs> and, and like I'm not trying to down people that do care about that but I do think that that narrative has become um, almost elevated above others sure um, and it puts Bungie in this precarious situation where they have to make you know put updates out like this where they have to Forecast what they're going to have done in fall 2018, which is like in game development terms, it's like light years away. Is, like right, like right, that shit exactly. could get pushed to 2019, and then right. people are going to be mad. And it's like it's an IT project. Like what the fuck? Like, like, like is it's it's a little frustrating to me because I do feel like Bungie is in this never win kind of situation, and I think they're a great right. developer. They've definitely made some mistakes with Destiny 2. Absolutely, it's not a perfect game. Um, you know, I had Lawbreakers as my number one shooter of a, of a last year. I did enjoy that right. more. But Destiny 2 is solid. I just feel like it's almost a lost cause in terms of that hardcore positive buzz. I, I don't know if they'll ever be able to get that back unless they delivered everything that people wanted now.
0: Uh, I mean, well, you know, I mean, look. You you know, if you poll you poll a hundred people, you'll get about, you know, what's the one thing that they want. You'll get at least 75 different answers. And, and, you know, a lot of people will tell you that that's the, the most important thing. And this will be the thing that makes a game perfect. And, you know, and, and, you know, that's, that's the, the gift and the curse of, of fandom. The gift is that, that, uh, you know, fans are passionate and the curse is that fans are passionate. Um, so and and you know and one of the problems with Destiny um, and you know also a problem with the division and and also will be a problem with Anthem and any of the games that that release on console that are these uh MMO RPG light experience console experiences is that consoles are built um for for easy entry for casual players, and games have to be sold to casual players. but in in no way, shape, or form would anyone sit back and say that a casual player would play World of Warcraft, or would you know would would proffer up uh, World of Warcraft as a game that a casual player should play. Um, or experience and, and, you know, and destiny, destiny is built in a way that, you you know, is, is a light version of those, of those types of experiences. Um, so that, you know, they're definitely kind of stuck in a conundrum. Uh, Tanya, have you been playing, I know that you played a little bit of destiny Two around launch. Have you been playing more of it, uh, since, since launch? Have you played, uh, the, the, uh, uh, Curse of Osiris, do you have any I intention have. of going I back?
1: If, um, it depends, because I, I ran through the hunter, and if uh, Malavent is not available, I don't find it really enjoyable to just go through by myself. Right. Um, but I also wish, and I, I don't know if other people feel this way, but I wish I could have more than one exotic like armor piece. Mm-hmm. Because it makes no sense to me. Like, these are the random things that you can't do. Um, I spent real money once, and I'm still getting value out of it, probably because I don't use it to buy or trade stuff immediately. Um, yeah. It It's fun, but I think the Eververse is really going to kill it eventually.
2: Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they clearly... I mean, it's not just them. It's Battlefront. It's... Shadow of war. I mean a lot of these companies really did make this bet and they thought they'd be able to get away with it You know, and a lot of them are getting called out, which I'm glad I'm glad that right these companies are getting called out Because I just don't think it's a good business practice um, At the very least they should be showing like in other countries showing the percentage of stuff, you know like your probability of of Getting stuff that would be super right. awesome, but depressing uh, when like, I'm like, hey, I got a 0.5 chance of getting this Mercy skin. Oh, I'm going I'm to buy 10 boxes anyway, whatever. Right. You know, <laughs> you know. um, but um, yeah, I mean, I'm glad that these companies are get, get, get getting called out. Bungie, they, they overstepped and they admit th- that they did. But the other thing is, would they admit that they overstepped if so? So like, I know I gave the hardcore community a, a little bit of shit, but they were the ones that basically got Bungie to admit this. Because right. if nobody right. would have said anything and they would have just sold stuff, I don't think they would have said, hey, I'm sorry, guys. That was a mistake for us. Like a, like right. a, Activision <laughs> would have just been making it rain. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it's a bad practice. And I, it's just it can't be sustainable. And I know that there's there's always like this talk about, you know, oh, well, would you pay $90 for a for a game that doesn't charge, you know, anything for this stuff. And it's a tough call, but, you know, game prices... I
0: did pay $90 for a game called Destiny
2: 2. Oh, yeah, so that... dude, with the season pass and everything. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. but but the argument is that they wouldn't have to do all this stuff if game prices had actually risen with inflation, and they haven't risen in, you know, what, like a decade? Sure. Like, yeah, you yeah, know? they haven't. So, you know, I mean... Right. If if like they could guarantee say seventy five dollars eighty dollars every a purchase, maybe they don't have to put a fifty dollar DLC that maybe a small percentage of their people get. You know,
0: brief, I don't know. Reef, reef. <laughs> Do you believe
2: <laughs> they have hearts? If, actually, yeah, a heart.
0: Yeah. Do you believe that if a game publisher was able to sell their game the base price at eighty dollars, that loot boxes would go away?
2: I, th- I think Reef. it would be a $75 DLC. <laughs> <think>.
0: Yes, right. <laughs> like, right. everything exactly. goes
2: up. Yeah, exactly,
0: exactly. Oh, um, you, you pay $80 for the regular game. Yeah. That means... <laughs>
2: but but no, I don't think <laughs> right, loot boxes you will go away. I th- uh, Again, I'm not 100% anti-loot box. I'm fine with them in games like Overwatch, where it's just like a skin. But in these other games, it's not just skins. I think that's where the problem comes in, is when they actually... Right. Affect your sure. progression, you know, right. and, and that's where the, the, the issue is for me. Yeah,
0: and we and we've and we've seen that across the publishers, um, you know, uh, Activision and Destiny 2 aren't the only ones uh, that are guilty of this, uh, you know, back in November uh, in the, the with the release of Star Wars Battlefront 2 EA was called to the carpet even by by Disney themselves. Uh, The, you know, Mickey Mouse got on the phone and said, ha ha, you guys better cut it out. Um, So (laughs) thank you. And uh, and uh, yeah, so, I mean, and and uh, we we know that loot boxes uh, and additional microtransactions are uh, a a revenue stream that uh, publishers are definitely. Not oppose to using to um, supplement or exploit. I mean, I mean uh, supplement uh, their revenue streams for for a particular franchise, or uh, and you know, and and it it is it is definitely a fine line between um, balancing the needs of the organization and understanding that the the production costs for these games. Only increases while the the price of the game itself uh, remains stagnant. I will say this um, to this whole cost thing: they are, you know, I mean, it's it's indisputable to say that you know the prices have remained stagnant. They've been stagnant for two generations. The, you know, game prices have been remain the same. Um, And that's a really long time, you know, and obviously they cost less now, uh, you know, due to inflation than they did then. But there's there's one thing that people aren't talking about Um, distribution. Ten years ago, hell, five years ago, um, there was really one way if you were a console gamer, there was one way for you to receive your games and that was to go to the store and purchase that game. That game came in a case that was uh, that was shipped to a place, driven on a truck, probably flown on a plane, uh, maybe traveled on a boat, uh, made, and you know, inside that case used to be instruction booklets which had an additional cost. Now it's just a a sheet, but even that printed sheet, uh, has an additional cost and there were these things called optical disks kids uh, if you remember those things they were like they're like uh you know like super advanced vhs tapes um, oh my
2: god <laughs> <that's> horrible
0: <laughs> <laughs> but but uh but yeah so you know i mean n- nowadays i you know i've i've got two consoles in my house in my household now and i have Plenty of games. I've got seven, six or seven terabytes on my Xbox One. I have one terabyte on my PS4, and I have two physical copies of games. So uh, digital distribution changes everything. Uh, you're still charging the same amount for those games, but you you don't have to ship them. You don't have to uh, haggle with a retailer to you know occupy shelf space for those games um you you don't have to press them in in a factory you don't have to get all the plastic now that's still being done but to a a a much lesser extent than it was being done previously and and that money is going directly to the publisher or at least most of it is going to the publisher. Obviously, you know some of that licensing stuff is going to uh, with the console that you purchase it on. But, uh, but because of that, um, the the amount of profit that the the publishers are receiving as a result of your of your game purchase is probably greater, even with the depreciation of an, you know even with given inflation inf- inflationary costs. Uh, Is probably greater than the than the is definitely greater than the than the uh, profit that they were receiving when most of the games that you uh, purchased were physical. So um, that is definitely something to talk about.
2: I'll say though, I think I think the disparity might be a little a little different than you're saying because I do think that when you have to build up a massive server infrastructure. You have to pay for crazy bandwidth from Amazon or Google or whoever to make sure that people can re-download your game at any time. They can upload saves to the cloud at any time, download. Like, there is a cost to having to maintain this online infrastructure, not only for, say, for the physical purchasing and buying of games, but the upkeep of a game, say, like Destiny, which requires you to be online. Like, I do think that that...
0: I don't but know the how... Publisher that... doesn't, the publisher doesn't eat that.
2: Well, the, I just mean in terms... Sony and
0: Microsoft do. I for mean the downloading of, and...
2: The... Well, I mean in terms of game pricing. Right? Oh, okay. I, I do think right. that they build that into their models. Just the same way that they build in the fact that they got to pay this warehouse to hold all their all their stuff and pay whatever shipping company to ship it and all that stuff. Right. Like, I do think that there's some, some stuff there where I can see that they'll be like, well, we don't save that much going straight digital. Um, but with that said, I I do, like I I said this in the chat, man, I want like, if it's a triple A game where you had to hire all these voice actors and have all these crazy textures and stuff like that, I don't mind paying more than $60 for that, a lot more. Right. right. But I do think that the majority of games that don't have that, should not be locked at this $60 point. I think one of the problems is we just have everything, or the expectation is, like, everything is at this, like, flat point. I think if there was more variable pricing like they have, you know, on uh, Steam, you know, um, that I think that that would be a boon and really help people get their costs in line.
0: Yeah, I I don't necessarily disagree, but I, I do think that that is, there is... There's an expectation, you know, I when I go to see a movie, a summer blockbuster movie that has, you know, Will Smith and Tom Cruise and, you know, all these people that they pay, you know, tons, tons of millions of dollars to to have in their in their shitty film. I don't pay more, I don't pay a higher ticket price to go see that film because they paid more to get actors that would make that would entice me to come to. Uh, sit down and watch the film so I wouldn't necessarily using using that logic I wouldn't necessarily uh, expect that that I would pay more for a A. now not to say that I I completely disagree with you um, that I think you know I definitely think that you know that the the industry could stand to uh, increase the prices they just they there's really no room to do that but they found ingenious ways to do that in 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 so much that there are hundred and fifty dollar super deluxe platinum editions of games right. that are digital that are digital only. Yeah. Sure. Where where, you know, I mean, you're not getting anything. <laughs> you know, like the the same the same copy of, you know, like you could get Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. For 150 bucks with night vision goggles
2: right
0: right at least they came with $25 night vision goggles or you can get Call of Duty World War 2 for 150 bucks and you can get like uh, uh, characters or you know like more more loot boxes these things literally don't cost anything for the manufacturer you know for the publisher these are just digital, you know, these are just yeah. digital things. They're bits. So, I mean, that stuff, they make money on those things. And absolutely, people buy those they, things.
2: They absolutely do. My thing is, would they, well, okay, they probably still would do it. But would they be as pressured to do it if they were like, okay, we can sell this game for $85. dollars we'll we guarantee that from everybody. Yes, right. they would still have a crazy thing that people will buy. Right. Um I don't know. I, I guess I just feel like I know people will always want to make more money. Okay, right, right. Whoa, and they'll never be, be satisfied. So I might right. be arguing myself into a corner here, but I feel like if they were guaranteed eighty-five dollars a sale for, say, I don't know, say the next, I don't know, Uncharted or Halo right. or Zelda or like whatever, like the big game, right? They mm-hmm. sell it for eighty bucks right right I feel like that like they'd be like, hey you know we can be a little less aggressive with all this other stuff now they they would s- s- still do it but I don't I don't know I, I feel like they would be less aggressive with it and maybe not make it as like like maybe you won't have to pay forty dollars for a season pass you know if they know that they can get eighty dollars from everyone like you know what I mean uh, yes,
0: yeah, so the idealistic Sharif Jackson, <laughs> Look, ladies <man>. and gentlemen.
2: <laughs> Look, I believe the children are our future, man. Okay, you know all saying? right, yeah. Teach them well
0: and make them buy your deluxe packages. <laughs> um. So, so from from a game that is that is using. Well, uh, let's let's put a cap on all of this and kind of go back to Destiny Two really quickly and and say, does th- I uh, question? I'll ask I'll ask it to you first, Tanya. Does this news? Make you excited for the future of Destiny Two? Not the franchise as a whole, but just for Destiny Two as a game.
1: Um, I wouldn't say excited so much as hopeful it can reattract people that were hardcore the first game and left after all these changes. Right. Um I because mean, you know our our friend Paris talks right. about Destiny Two a lot and he's, yes. you know he's got a good relationship with the developers. Yes um and he's always talking about how the changes kind of shifted folks away from the hardcore players right. the folks that have put in all of this time right. effort and did the raids et cetera. Right. um but i don't know because I, I i always think about when he says that it's like at the end of the day it's a business right and they want as many people playing that game as possible absolutely so, yes, people that carry others and, and, and do a lot and spend a lot of money and spend a lot of time are great, but if I get into it and then I go tell five of my friends and I'm not super hardcore because of time or, or a skill or ability or whatever it is, um, but I've got five more people who drop 60 bucks. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, I've I've never bought into the we're the ones that made this game you're, you're I, I don't know it just feels uh i don't know Maybe i just that and that's more of a personal disagreement with with that idea of why people are are not playing it but i i wouldn't say i'm excited for it but it gives me hope that that'll bring people back that are lapsed because of it all
0: right uh reef uh what do you think are you are you uh buoyed by by this news um
2: i mean i i am um but i do think that these dates these timelines are going to slip and people are not going to understand it and right. i think that it's not just the destiny community but i think some of these gaming communities are just they just can't be satisfied
0: sure well like, duh right internet and, people yeah. not satisfied on the internet crazy yeah crazy and, like,
2: and like it's not this like Uh, It's like this vitriol, too. It's not like this, like, you know, like, I'm like, just don't buy the game or just stop playing the game. You don't have to make these, like, hateful threads and just it just gets so nasty. I mean,
0: it it, it really uh, does. It really does. And people people kind of need to grow up uh, when it comes to that kind of stuff. But so going from a game with uh, with vicious loot boxes, let's go to a game that well, at least I perceived not to have uh, vicious loot boxes. It seems like some people in the chat uh, disagree with me, but uh, that game is is Overwatch. And uh, some news came out in uh, Overwatch World where they launched, uh, Blizzard launched a companion app. For uh, their esports league now, uh, Destiny Two. I think one of the other failings, if if uh, I'm crossing the streams for a second, uh, one of the other failings for Destiny Two, I think, or, or the things that turned people off, was that in its multiplayer component, you know that you you can see that it was built for e- with esports in mind, um, and uh, I think that they. They try to shoehorn uh, their game into a thing that they, I think, are correctly pro- uh, projecting to be the wave of the future in terms of um, competitive, competitive gaming and multiplayer gaming and, and uh, how people passively uh, consume uh, video games. Um, but uh, it didn't work. Overwatch uh, Blizzard uh, released a companion app for Overwatch for their Overwatch League. Uh, recently for uh, both uh, Android and iOS devices. And uh, they they are anticip- anticipating a really, really big uptick in uh, interest for competitive Overwatch. The, the competitive Overwatch scene has been growing and growing over the last uh, probably year and a half or so. Uh, the grand prize for the overwatch league which started yesterday uh as of uh, this recording uh is one million dollar one one million dollar one million dollar um it is one million dollars and uh each player is is guaranteed to take home a minimum of fifty thousand dollars so uh question uh for you guys tanya i'll go to you first uh I know, You know, Chania, I know a lot of things about you. One okay. of the things that, that I don't know about Where you... Where are you going? I'm just
1: like... What, <laughs> I'm, what the, I'm hey, listen. I'm everything I say has
0: a purpose. Um, <laughs> one of the things I don't know about you is your feelings about esports as a whole. Um, and so why don't you enlighten me and the rest of Chicago about your feelings on esports as a whole and... Um, if if you are involved in eSports at, at any level, have you been paying attention to the Overwatch scene?
1: Um, overall, eSports, I, I don't... I'm, it's not my jam. Like, I tried League of Legends. I tried some of the games that are, like, hardcore eSports. And it's not my thing. It's, right. it's not my thing. And I don't understand the fandom and the celebrity around it, but that goes for almost everything that people are considered celebrities for. Um, <laughs> t- look, I, I don't understand e-celebrity and e-culture and, and the cult personality. Um, and I've only paid attention to the Overwatch stuff because I have some friends that are like way, way more than Overwatch. I'm the most casual Overwatch player ever. Um, I don't even qualify for competitive. Um, you feel casual. Sure am, and proud of it. Got a shirt. I don't um, qualify either for competitive. So I'm with you. I mean, you said that like, oh, you filthy casual. Oh. Um, I don't know. I I've been paying attention to it mostly because it's come across my feed. Because there's no, the the top female player wasn't recruited by any of these teams.
0: Which is which is complete and utter bullshit. Well,
1: uh-huh. especially the answer given of, well. People just need to wait about diversity, and I was just like, "That's crazy."
0: Oh, fuck out of here! It's,
1: it's well, that just too. sounds like the shit we all the time, right? Right. Of wait, turn, and I'm sure. like, "It's fucking esports. If she has to keep waiting, she's gonna be too old to compete." Because exactly. esports, you age out like a can of milk.
0: Right. Right.
1: Carton of milk, or rather, right. Uh, right. Um. So, so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm. Esports isn't my thing. I know it exists, but of of all the things I could spend time on, that's not one of them.
0: Right. Okay. Um So Reef, have you uh I know that you are at least you have a passing interest in 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 things esports. Uh have you yeah. been paying attention to the Overwatch scene at all?
2: Uh yes. I I, I watch it here and there. Um most esports I watch tend to be um, StarCraft. Sure. Um, my best friend has really been big into StarCraft ever since, you know, 1998, pretty much, and he's sure. climbed up leaderboards and been not a semi-pro, but pretty up there. Um, and okay. the, the 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 casting and esports scene around that, especially in Korea, is super mature and incredible.
0: Of course um, it is, yeah.
2: So Overwatch, I've seen a couple matches. I'm really curious to like see how this league does. As like, Tanya said, most of the news that I've heard have been about them not having any women uh, right. and these responses, these BS-like responses. Um, um, I know that they like released this like companion app, which I haven't had a chance to check out, but it's supposed to be pretty official. Um, mm. You know, I typically watch things on Twitch or on MLG. Um, I... My, my, the time when I'm the most into esports is when Evo is out, which is the fighting game. Right, um, sure. Um, you know, esports right. tournament. Right, every yeah. year I find that fascinating. Um, yeah,
0: that's it's a it's really a great scene.
2: Yeah, and and the fact that you know we like talked about it on the show that they're considering having esports in the Olympics, and you know, right. So yeah, I mean, I've I like esports. I'm not like hardcore hardcore into it, but um i could definitely see myself checking out some overwatch because it's definitely it's a great game to watch but to me it all depends on the announcing i almost like will not watch a great match if it's not announced correctly um Mm -hmm. like like so if the announcing is good and they have that great balance of like explaining these complex strategies without being boring um and, and like having that excitement of like the color commentator as well um i think i'll watch a bunch of it right um but they definitely have to come correct especially for a game that prides itself on the diversity of its characters you know not reflecting that in the pro player pool is just shameful um right and they need to you know do a better job of uh courting a more diverse set of athletes
0: well yes uh they i mean they definitely need to do that and and it's 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 really funny because, you know, we're starting to see actual professional athletes or former professional athletes. And in some cases, uh, professional teams um, purchasing esports teams and and, you know, and giving them the sponsorship those teams need so that they can compete at the highest level uh, in, in all, you know, in, in uh, a whole breadth of games, including Overwatch. Uh, one of the things that we got to see as a result of this Overwatch app that is uh, that that released uh, beginning of the week is yesterday was the very first day for uh, the app to go live and and for the tournament to begin, and over four hundred thousand people were watching via the the Overwatch app, uh, and and I mean it's. I'm I'm shocked by that number. I don't know about you guys. Uh, Reef is does is that something that uh, surprises you, or do you think that that's like right on time? Is you know? I mean,
2: it's a free app for a super popular game. I'm not that surprised by it. Um, I think it'll really come into play when there's to see how many people actually watch after the first day. And, I mean, actually, I think it started already. I think it started on the tenth. Um, yeah yeah this was yeah, so, so this was yesterday's y- yes so like i'd be curious to see how the numbers are say a week from now because okay. i think that that's really where you'll get you know like obviously like there's going to be the early rush when all the press is like covering it and like all the people sure. are tuning in to see what's up Right.
0: curiosity
2: yeah uh-huh. um i think it'll be curious to see how that works out after that um because you know usually um with Esports, I find out about it after it happens from the highlights, and then I might watch like the whole matches. But I think that they're really looking at how many people are streaming these things live, you know. Right. So I think that like it'll be cool. I mean, as as I said, Overwatch is a great game. Um, I think it's way better to watch than you know, say a game like PUBG or Call of Duty, or like even even better, even easier to watch than I would say the StarCrafts or the dotas or the Leagues. Because it's Mm. like less, less complex, like, and like, I'm not saying that it doesn't have complex strategies and stuff, but you don't have to overly explain as much when like someone is, you know, throwing an ice pick at someone, um, the most that I feel like you have to get into the deep explanations is what the ultimates and like a positioning and stuff. Whereas in these other games, you have to explain everything because, you know, it's, it's just different. So yeah, I I think it'd be dope. I hope some of these games get up on like ESPN or like maybe le, like some other channels as well because I think that like people that are not familiar with Overwatch will be amazed to see this bright, beautiful, colorful game and see people playing it at a high level. So I'm I'm definitely up on it and I'm I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I, I definitely.
0: Well, I agree that uh, you know the games that get. The deepest in the weeds, uh, probably the game that gets the deepest in the weeds is a game like StarCraft, um, where, where uh, you know, I mean, you you can kind of understand exactly what's going on because you see the, the things moving around, but you don't get the strategies or anything because it, it's just such a complex game. Uh, but League and Dota are games that when I do tune into esports, I watch for about five minutes and I listen to the shoutcasters and I'm just like... You know, I'm too old for the shit, and I just have to turn it off. Um, overwatch, not so much. I play the game, so I understand it a little bit more. but i even even though I understand it, I still feel like there are times where I'm watching and I don't understand. and if if, you know, if I'm a person who is new to the game or if I'm new to eSports, um, there there is a lot of explanation, you know, explaining who a character is um you know you obviously you don't need to know their motivations or what have you but understanding what their ultimates are um and and just their weapons in general um and how those weapons work uh is is something there is there is a learning curve uh where you know you you said that you you think it's interesting more interesting to watch than than a game like PUBG now um you know obviously that's your opinion i'm not going to you know i'm not going to try and sway you from having your opinion but it's you're the wrong you're wrong um uh you know like, you know as i stated earlier and as chris plant stated earlier uh when he erroneously gave this game a a a 10 um for polygon uh i love you chris um it, it it uh it's it's a game that you know like look you you uh either you're by yourself you're with two friends or you're you know you're with up to four friends and you you fly over uh uh an island and you jump out of a plane you land in a place get some guns and you uh there's a circle that encloses and you've got to stay inside that circle and you guys fight to see who's the last one alive done like there's there there really isn't any more explanation than than that and i you know like i i I'm excited for this Overwatch League. I'm excited for the Overwatch app. Um, the fact that Blizzard is the one that that pushed this app out, uh, and that you can find if you're in that scene, um, you can find your favorite team or and or player uh, that is uh, that is participating in the league and track them specifically and get feeds that are uh, you know specific to that player or to that team. Uh, so you can kind of tailor it to, you know, your interest uh, within within that Overwatch community. Um, I'm really excited to see how that goes. I, I, I am, um, you know, weirdly optimistic that uh, that this is going to be a success. Um, but I really think, I, I do think if I'm, you know, I'm going to drop my first stubnostication of uh, 2018, it is that I think that this is going to be the year of the esport. Um, this is the year that uh, esports has been building legitimacy uh, through the gaming community for a really, really long time. I think that this is the year that esports, um, via a game like Overwatch, via a game like Rocket League, um, you know, but I really believe that PUBG is going to be a game that uh, when they have a chance to put it out on a tournament floor and, and show it to people that people are really going to gravitate towards and, and you know, the amount of tension that that uh, exists within that game is going to make it a phenomena um, to watch as well as play um, and maybe even something that we don't even see yet.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm looking at the app now and it is pretty slick. Actually, it basically oh. looks like a really slick version of the YouTube app. Um, it's pretty dope, so I'm definitely looking forward to hopping into this. It's it's pretty slick. <laughs> it's pretty good.
0: Nice. All right. Well, yeah. So so you're gonna hop on. I'm gonna download it as well, and I'm gonna take a look at it. You know, obviously, uh, if you if any you know any everyone in Brocago, if you have a smartphone. Um, it is probably either an Android device or an iOS device. Uh, it, uh, the app is available on both stores. It is called the Overwatch League app companion app. Uh, so make sure you go and you check that out uh, and let us know what your what your feelings are on uh, competitive esports um, on Overwatch specifically, and uh, what you think that the games are going to be—the games that are going to be the the games that kind of uh, bring bring uh, esports to to the fore to the four. Um, speaking of four, uh, this weekend, uh, for those of you that are watching Twitch, uh, make sure you are subscribed to the Spawn On Me channel and to our sister channel, Spawn On Me 2, because it is time for us. It is Martin Luther King Day weekend. It's time for Spawn For Good, and it is Spawn For Good number four. Uh, And uh, we are working with Black Girls Code. Um, Reef, why don't you talk about uh, why, why we're... Uh, why we chose Black Girls Code this year to spotlight and uh, to help raise awareness and funds for.
2: Sure. Um, so if you guys know me from my work outside of video games, I've always been an advocate for science diversity, STEM diversity in general. Um, I have an engineering background, so I've seen firsthand a lot of the issues that um, specifically that like women of color have Um, you know, and black girls code is just one of those groups that have that mission to help, you know, um, increase the diversity within the, uh, programming space, but even more so than having more people go directly into being programmers, it just opens up the fact that, Hey, you can program like, like if you put the time in, you can do it, even if it's just doing one project and never touching it again or just, like, doing it for the summer or, like, that kind of stuff. It's something that's not this sort of, like, you know, out of the ordinary thing that only certain people can do. Um, and, you know, because we're about, like, diversity in the game industry, which falls into STEM, I thought that it was a great fit. Um, I followed uh, – um, Kimberly Bryant, who's like, you know, the, the like uh, head honcho there uh, on, like a, on like a Twitter for a while. And like we've had a lot of conversations over the years and, you know, and she was gracious enough to, you know, accept to work with us. Um, so, yeah, really, really thrilled um, that um, we're going to be able to raise money for um, that organization. Um, so we'll be streaming from Friday to Monday, um, uh, both Spawn on Me and Spawn on Me 2. Um, I I'm getting started at 3 p.m. on Friday, um, and we'll be going till Monday afternoon. Um, so it won't exactly be 24 hours. I mean, we're definitely going to sleep,
1: Um right. <laughs> But it's going to be for
2: the majority of the time, right? Um, right. so you know, I know for uh, me, I have my uh, SNES classics. So I'm going to be going through a lot of the games there. Um, I'm also going to attempt to finally play through one of the 2017 games that I never got to play they got really high on a lot of people's uh lists that i respect uh night in the woods uh, oh nice so i'm looking forward to playing nice. through that because i believe it's a few hours so i think i should be able yeah. to uh get through that on the uh stream um and um you know and yeah so just it's a lot of fun you know and we will be like we have a bunch of like videos and um info sheets from black girls Co. that we'll be sharing during the streams the same way that we share stuff from from one simple wish um you know uh last year um you know and and uh, from the national network of abortion funds and the lawyers guild and um also obviously r.i.p to um erica garner because we did uh support her during our first year of uh spawn for good so um yeah so really looking forward to it um it is a little more low-key than last year um just because of time constraints and stuff we didn't really have the time to sort of organize other streamers um and uh, that kind of stuff but nevertheless um we're gonna have a great time and we're gonna raise some money for a great cause Yes. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. Uh,
0: yeah. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun time. I'm really looking forward to it. I think uh, one of the games that I'm looking forward to playing is Tacoma on stream.
2: Oh, what a great game!
0: Yeah. Uh, so uh, you know, shout out to Fulbright and Steve Gainer. Uh, so that should be fun. Uh, make sure you check me out. Uh, I think I'll primarily be on uh, the Spawn Army 2 account. Uh, and that's Spawn On Me number two. Uh, so if you guys aren't subscribed to that already, please make sure you do so. And uh, there will be lots of fun and information spread. Um, uh, also, uh, if if your boy Stubbs is streaming on Twitch, you know that some Jackbox games will be played. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, so make sure you guys uh, jump into my streams. Those are interactive games where we can all play together. Um, there, we will have some codes for some games to give away, um, and uh, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a great time. It's going to be a great weekend, and uh, we're we're going to raise awareness, we're going to raise some funds, and uh, we're going to try and make the difference in some people's lives and uh, just have a damn good time.
2: Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. 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 And, uh, you know, so the hashtag will be S four G four, um, and we'll be sharing the links and the donation link to black girls code and all that stuff all weekend. So on on both Twitter and a Facebook, and I also might, uh, believe it or not, uh, throw up a little LinkedIn post as well.
0: Oh, wow. Um, Whoa. Getting
2: professional because like, this is something where, you know, I, 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 I might not give the, the, the gaming link but right. i'll definitely give the link to black girls code and see if some of my money friends uh right. From right. my years of uh engineering and uh <laughs> I schooling because i'm yeah, pretentious uh, yeah absolutely you know uh, maybe i can get them to make it rain on us a little bit you know and mm-hmm. uh help out our our mission and the black girls code mission so yeah super uh, looking forward right. to it um like like I said, I've had this SNES Classic, and I haven't really gotten to play as much of it as I wanted, so I'm, we're definitely going to be doing some uh, Street Fighter and some Donkey Kong Country and some Zelda and Contra and all that good stuff, so
0: going right. to be blessed. All right. All right, well, uh, so since you were talking about uh, social media business anyway, why don't you give the social media business,
2: brief? Sure. Uh, so uh, you can go to spawnon.me if you want to archive of all of our shows, bios, all, all that good stuff. Um, on Twitter, you can catch us at spawnon.me. Um, and that's also where you'll find out all the stuff about Spawn for Good, which, um, you know, if you're listening to the audio podcast has already happened. But if you're watching us live on Twitch, um, you know, you, you can uh, ch- check us out there all weekend. Um, on like our Facebook we're also there at spawn on me as well and we'll also be dropping a bunch of spawn for Good stuff there too. Um, if you want to send us a email if you can't quite fit what you want on the social media space, you can send it to spawn on me Podcast at gmail.com. And also if you're listening to the audio show and have not watched us live, uh, make sure you go to twitch.tv/ Spawn on me where you can subscribe you can give us some bits and remember that you can subscribe using your amazon prime account as well so if you don't have the funds to um throw us an actual subscription for like f- for like five dollars a month i think is the lowest um yeah. you-, you can always use your amazon prime account um and su- subscribe to us there we still get the same money um so it's uh all good and If you really want to go above and beyond and support us, make sure to go to patreon.com slash spawn on me. We still have um, our uh, goals Um, right now. We are currently doing spawn on me after dark and the Bricago Beltway as bonus podcasts for our Patreons. So thank you to everyone that is currently donating now. Um if you're not donating or if you're donating and, and like, you want to up your pledge because you're awesome, um yes. <laughs> you know, make sure to uh, go to patreon.com dot slash spawn on me.
0: Oh sorry, I was uh taking a sip of Elijah The Baron Craig. of Bourbon strikes. The Baron again. of Bourbon was, yes, was uh taking care of it all. Um before we go, Tanya. You are like like you are in parts unknown. Do you want to talk about where you are, what you're doing, uh, and how people, if they're watching you on Twitch and happen to be in your particular neck of the woods, can uh, visit with you, say hello, give you a hug? um, Ask me before hugging me. Yes, well, of course.
1: Um, Um, I got coffee. It's just not working. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> um I'm in Seattle for Orcacon January twelfth through fourteenth. Uh, it's up in Bellevue. So if you're a tabletop type person, come through, hang out. Um I'm doing a few panels, don't so know about gaming. I was a guest of honor last year and uh joined the staff for doing programming this year. Uh,
0: all right. Awesome, awesome. Any anywhere else for the month of January?
1: Uh, yeah, a local unconference, but it's at home. I just have to go take a train.
0: Oh, Oh man, you're going to travel far. Uh, I know, right? On the orange line. Um, so, uh, all right. Well, if, uh, if that is it for everyone, um, I will say for Tanya to pass for Sharif Jackson, the always sick and indigent, indigent Caliph Adams. I can't give him a, a terrible name if I can't pronounce it. Um, but uh, for the absent Caliph Adams, uh, he'll be back next week. I am Cicero Holmes. This is the Spawn on Me podcast number episode 203. And we say peace.
2: Peace.